This is Teresa Blaze. We are Blazing Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I'm here with my very good friend and uh, co-host, Michelle Saunders Guts. And we are here to, uh, this is kind of our introduction episode, kind of what you can expect. But first, let's welcome Michelle. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? Hey, Teresa Blaze. I'm doing great. Happy Monday. And I'm so happy that Chiefs won their game. Oh, oh, we'll get to those Chiefs. We'll get to the Chiefs. They 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 <laughs> they finally pulled it together. It only yes. took them about what four games. <laughs> <laughs> took them a while. Yeah, you get to my Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I could throw a little bone. The Jets, the New York Jets, actually won a game over the Tennessee Titans. Shock and awe. Who'd have thought? Oh, I watched the tail end of that game. <laughs> I I was sitting there. I, I saw that on Twitter and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you mean they actually won? Sheesh. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, any given Sunday, as they say. So let's do this. Let's kind of lay out what this show is and why in the world are we here on the mic? Because, I mean, we're both busy and, you know, it's a any given Monday. We both have lives, but we decided to do this crazy thing uh, like a podcast. Get on the mic and talk about all things football and faith. Now, Michelle, why in the world would we do something crazy like that? Hmm? You know, Teresa, I think it's the prompting that God's given us. Because there's been so much controversy around the NFL, right? And, you know, as we've talked, we really enjoy the aspects of the players and following those faith-based players and rooting them on and supporting them, right? Amen. And I think that, you know, is really cool. And then, of course, you and I, from the get-go, I mean, we've just had this crazy connection around the way we like football and the way we were brought up with football being part of our lives and texting back and forth and our conversations and the passion. And I just think it's a a great way to connect with others through how we connect. And I would say it's almost cathartic. I mean, especially after a week of of crazy or, you know, because you and I, uh, when we're not doing this particular show, we run two separate other shows. Well, actually, uh, I guess three separate other shows combined. You, gal, you are going crazy there, too. <laughs> uh, maybe just a little. <laughs> um, you know, and then we we both have our businesses and our ministries and, and all that. But come every come Sunday. We sit down and we, and we, and I don't know about you, but I sit down and I watch a game and there's an anticipation there. Like, I want to see raw athleticism put on that field and see who's going to beat who. Yeah, I think it's a great outlet. And, you know, for those of us that physically play football that way, (laughs) you know, I used to play flag football. Um, And I love playing flag football, you know, especially with all, you know, co-ed teams. And, but anyway, yeah. Now that I did uh, not know, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
because uh, my brother, my brother played football. You know, I told you my grand great grandfather, he was a professional football player. He played for the Providence Steamrollers. And that was their first professional team there in Rhode Island. And uh, that was back in the 30s, you know, but, you know, my brothers was a football player and my older brother and my dad. And, you know, you look up to your older brother and I wanted to be like him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, uh, yeah, I can I can relate. I I played a little bit of football, a little bit of baseball. Um, but I stayed out of the, uh, more physical aspects of it, the hitting and all that kind of thing. But I always had a love, you know, it was funny. My mom never could understand my love for it because she always called it a bunch of men chasing a lopsided ball. <laughs> you know, and yeah, that would be something I could hear. Yeah. The mom saying, women saying, you know, they're just not into the game. I like the competitiveness. I like, um, I guess, being in high school, being a cheerleader and all that, and always for, you know, hey, those that persevere and, you know, the talent that you see. And there's such a mental aspect of it, too. And, you know, I just get into determination and team teamwork there's so much teamwork that goes into it right right and especially now I mean it used to be you know you just drop your x's and o's the the quarterback goes back into the pocket right and he throws his 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 pass either you land it or you don't now you've got this new dynamic of quarterbacks plural Kyler Murray Lamar Jackson uh Patrick Mahomes and a few others who not only can run but have a high football IQ and they're more dangerous out of the pocket than they are in the pocket. Oh, yeah. And, you know, being um, a former, now I hate to say this, but I do still like the Broncos. But I was living in the Denver metro community. I was very passionate about the Broncos at that time. And unfortunately, they suffered their first loss uh, as of this recording. That kind of sucked. Uh, I know. I know. But, you know, I remember John Elway. He was one of those quarterbacks that could run. Oh, and, and, and he was, had an I arm always, one too. Didn't he have an arm? Oh. You know, and so I just really enjoyed watching him play and seeing how, you know, just, you know, very gifted. And then Ma- Manning, Peyton Manning, and then, of course, you know, Brady. Eli Manning. And, yeah. Yeah. All, you know, and all so the, it's just, yeah. it's really fun to watch that kind of capability and talent. You know how hard they train oh, yeah. and how hard they are work. And I want to touch on something because um, I, I was listening to some of the pregame show for the, I mean, I watched most of the Chiefs game. And then when I was pretty sure they were going to put it away, I switched over to the Cardinals. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, when I, I did that, because I had to get, at least get some of the game in because I had church at three. So I missed part of the Cardinals game, you know, the whole church thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did the online church. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Pastor Tom. <laughs> I did the <laughs> online church. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I didn't have that luxury. <laughs> You know, so I'm I'm sitting there mm -hmm. listening. I'm sitting here inside the uh, the 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 house church that 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 I attend, and I've got my earbuds and I'm monitoring the cards game and going till two fifty nine till I absolutely have to turn it off. You know, (laughs) you know, but uh, but 
I want to touch on something that I thought was really interesting. And I think this speaks to the competitiveness and the hunger that I saw out of the Cardinals. Apparently, there was actually a scuffle before the game between some of the defensive players and, and, and some of the Rams. And the way Paul Calvisi, who is the sideline reporter for the Cardinals, the way he described it, he said, J.J. Watt is literally prowling the sidelines. It's like this man is hungry. Ooh, that's so good. And I'm like, and I'm like oh, this is going to be a bloodbath. I, and here's the funny thing. Almost every single commentator, every single U, uh, commentator nationally wrote off the Cardinals. Ah, the Rams are going to get them. You know, they, you know, they deserve, you know, they don't even deserve to be four and oh, uh, oh the Rams. they do that. They <laughs> do that. I don't like when they do that. Well, well, I mean, okay. So if you look at the, the wins that the Cardinals, I will get to the chiefs in a second. Cause I really want to touch on them. But if you look at the wins, the Cardinals had, they, they, bludgeoned the titans uh chandler jones had five sacks in that game alone okay and 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 he had three within the first quarter alone offensive yards they had um 80 80 something yards in the first quarter alone and that was just the beginning and i'm and i'm like hello i think this is a statement I don't, who was it they be um now jacksonville jaguars they struggled against a little bit and then the um, Minnesota Vikings, they won by a missed field goal. Okay. You could kind of take those. Well, they, sh- the, you know, they should have lost those games because they pay- played poorly. Yes, I'll give you that. But a win's a win, no matter how ugly it is. And they won. And then you get to the Rams. And then you get to under Sean McVay, they had lost eight straight to the Rams. And I, I-, I can only think that under under Cliff Kingsbury, that they pretty much said, no, we've had enough, you know? And I I honestly think this is a statement. Am I going to say they're going to go win a championship? No. You know, we still got plenty of season left. I'm pretty sure they're going to hit in some adversity. They're going to lose a game. Someone's going to get hurt, whatever. They're going to hit some adversity. I get that. But they're 4-0, and they're first place in their division. They're hungry. Exactly. That's the thing. They are hungry. And, you know, I think when you've been the underdog for so long, it's in mindset and you have to change your mindset. And I think those that are hungry, I mean, you can correlate this so much to people that achieve great success, right? So they're hungry. They make it. They hit, you know, their goal or their top what you would quantify as success. But there are people out there that are hungry and they're trying to get their success, you know? And when you become complacent, when you don't play your best, you don't have your A game out there all the time, depending on your, it does, it does. And it affects your performance. And, And I just think you can't get cocky You've got to stay grounded. You've got to stay focused. You've got to see every single game as give it your A game, you know? And a lot of, I think a lot of players, sometimes they get arrogant in that way. I mean, it's those that remain humble, stay focused, stay the course, can have that maturity, can handle that. They're the ones, you know, that, and stay, you know, performing. Right. Well, I mean, up to this point, 
um, you know, up to this third season, we are three seasons under Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury running at the helm. Okay. And the first two seasons were rough. I mean, the last season we went like six and two or something like that. And, and then we finished eight and eight and I, and we were just, and I'm like, what happened? Why did we derail? And it was because they got complacent to your point, you know? And so I really think like the attitude that's coming out of the Cardinals locker room this year, the leadership that Steve Kime brought in, I almost feel like it's like, no, we're not going to get complacent. We're not going to go stupid. We're going to go out and we're going to play our game. This is our standard. Uh, I like I called into one of the Cardinals talk shows uh, last night, and I really feel like this is kind of like a, a, a throw it down statement game. I'm, again, I'm not going to say they're going to win a championship. I don't know. But I think this is a turning point. And speaking of turning points, I want to get on to your Chiefs. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I I'm not Andy Reid here. Now remember, <laughs> I'm not their defensive coach. I'm not the diehard Chiefs local fan that's been a fan for 25, 30 years. Okay. No, um, but I've been why... a Chiefs fan for about a year and a half. <laughs> so tell me this then. Why are why are the Chiefs two and two and last place in the AFC West? I think that they have an offense team that is new and has come to the table and they have, you know, had to learn to work probably all together as a team collectively with some new people. And then, you know, there's been some other circumstances, I think, that have factored into maybe being too overthrowing or too much pressure or not having enough time or, I mean, sometimes these things happen in games, you know, and people get, and I, and you know, Patrick Mahomes is a young man that I just admire so much. Mm -hmm. He had incredible upbringing and incredible parents. Um, and he, you know, just people around him. And he's such a great person. He commands respect. He has respect. He's got a lot of gifting and talent. And so he can't be the only one, though, that wins the game. He can't be, I mean, he he can't, you, can, you know, running quarterback, that's the thing people can, in my opinion, in the games. They can, the other players can sometimes, you know, they, depending on, you know, he shines so much. He can, you know, sometimes play too much. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a coach. I'm not a football coach. I've seen, so I've seen that. I understand actually. that. No, I get that. I've seen that, but I think you're hitting on a couple of things that I want to touch on one. Cause we saw Kyler Murray, uh, do this last year where it was all on him and the pressure was on him and he was trying to force throws or he was trying to make runs where there were no runs, but that also, you hit on something else where you said there was some pressure or not enough time. To me, that's a, not an issue of the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback can scramble. That's an issue of your offensive line. If your offensive line isn't doing their job, if every man on that line isn't looking at uh, looking at the the guy next to him and going, "Do your job," then yeah, that pocket is going to collapse. Your quarterback is going to take some lumps, and you're probably going to lose the game. 
Yeah, well, I know he's commented in the media, Patrick Mahomes has, that he he's very impatient. You know, you get impatient. And, you know, that's he's a younger player. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would be that way. You know, back then, I'm still an impatient person, you know, but <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, you never. <laughs> <laughs> get it done now. No, <laughs> no. What I'm saying is I just, I think he's handling it well, though. He's learning, he's growing. And, you know, sometimes these things come into people's lives to teach them and to be better. And so, you know, I was very elated. I mean, coming out and seeing the the Chiefs play as hard as they did through all the game yesterday was really good to see. Because you can't come out on the fourth quarter and try to win a game. You know, you see some of that going, you know. And so, (laughs) I mean, you can get complacent, your champions, and, you know, that kind of thing. So, I'm not saying that was it all, but I'm, I mean, you, you know, you got, you take those wins and yay. And, you know, you make assumptions, but right. I do know they have an incredible, incredible coach, Andy Reid, phenomenal coach. And so, I mean, I just think they will, I hope continue that momentum and continue to work and play together, you know, as, as, best as they can as a team and anticipate you know and don't ever underestimate don't ever underestimate it's like you know anything we can't take our success you know for granted and I never underestimate there's somebody coming up right behind you ready to knock you off your crown <laughs> and, not, and not only that I mean we're talking about a lead where the best of the best in this sport are playing now granted there are some teams that are uh, good and there are some teams that are not and i've seen a few not so good teams you know but even they sometimes get thrown a bone even those not so good teams get thrown a bone and they get a win oh yeah it's like you know you really don't know depending on any given sunday what's going to happen you don't know I agree. I think you just have to get out there and play your game and play your best game and be on your best game and do the best you can. And this is too, I mean, like I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. Michelle, you're a Chiefs fan, but I think we could both agree they have to play to their standard. They have to set the standard. Um, and they have to say, this is the line that we must play at. We don't care what the other teams do. This is our standard. I think that's really good. Yes, I think so. And I mean, that's really what each person should do. Really? Don't you think? I think I so. Mean, I mean, we, we comparisons aren't good, you no. know, so we have to say, okay, I'm going to go down my lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. And this is where I'm going to focus and, you know, enjoy the journey and do the best that you can, but yet be open to feedback and, you know, go where you need to go to get back on track if you need to with any kind of extra training or whatever. So I just think that 
takes a lot of maturity as well. You know, and, and it's funny, the Bible does talk about we need to run the race to our, I mean, Paul, I think had he been in our time, I think he'd have been uh, making football references or basketball references or something like that. But he referred to the sport of his time, which was uh, racing and wrestling and so on and so forth. And he said, run that race to the best of your ability, keeping your eyes on Christ, you know, that. And so that I think kind of shifts us into the other part of where we want to go is we want to, now we don't have one uh, for this episode, but next episode, we're going to highlight a player. Yes, I would love that. We're going to highlight a player, a player. It may or may not be on one of our teams, but it might, it will be a player who brings their faith and lives their faith on and off the field because we want to show that there are positive role models. I get it. There's a lot of cool things that you see a lot of players doing and so on and so forth. But what about those guys that are just quietly walking the walk, walking their faith out and playing the game to the best of their ability? And they're consistent. Yes. And there's they support and they're for the team. Mm-hmm. you know, and they give God the glory, you know, I mean, I will say, you know, I, I posted on Facebook a while back, a Chiefs fan did a video of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it was before a game after he threw a, a, a touchdown, but he went down to the end zone, got on his knees and gave God glory. I just think that is a humility that indicates the talent, you know, that you're given and that the responsibility that you have with the talent that God gives you, you know, and some of these players that aren't, you know, of course, as in the media, like Patrick Mahomes deserve some kudos. And that's kind of what we want to do. We want to bring a positive spin because I get it. A lot of people have said, you know what? The NFL has gone completely. Um, oh, yeah. Some people po- won't even watch yeah. it or right. yeah, they won't they won't even support it. Some of our friends won't support it. And I can understand that. I really do. And this is not a knock on them. This is more saying, OK, you know, we've come together because one, we love the game. We love the game. And two, we want to highlight the people that are still in it and still trying to do things well. Oh, yeah, this is this is what we've talked about. So absolutely. I'm looking forward to uh, the highlight next week's show. But hopefully this gives our listeners, you know, kind of our heart and why we're doing what we're doing and just gives them a little insight into our passion and why we why we, you know, affiliate it with our faith, too. Yeah, I, I think I think we've accomplished that. Well, Michelle, um, we probably got a lot of football to watch between now and our next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, mean, uh, I hate to see my text message is going to be blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, I'm just hoping that your Chiefs are uh, a few, a couple games ahead. I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, by the time we talk to you, the Cardinals will be 6-0. and That would be nice. Uh, we are going to be releasing episodes twice a month. That's kind of the game plan right now. If it changes, we will let you know. And you will be able to find our uh, this podcast and, and any other related subsequent, subsequent content 
on blazeandgutch.com. Blaze, B-L-A-E-S, and A-N-D, Gutch, G-O-T-T-S-C-H, dot com. Guys, I'm really looking forward to this, and I know, Michelle, you've been looking forward to it, too. Yes, so, go Chiefs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go Cardinals. No, we're supposed to say go Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give the Chiefs a little credit. You know, they're pretty good. Now, Denver, uh, yeah. that was just brutal. So, you know, hopefully. We they won't can- go there today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if they keep, if they, if they get, if they get in a losing streak, I think we'll have to touch on that one. <laughs> I bet they won't. No, no, I'm pretty sure that new coast have got Dick Van Van Gio, uh, he's pretty sharp. Yeah, he is. He's pretty sharp, so he's going to fix whatever they did. So, all right, guys, we're going to sign off for now. Um, I'm looking forward to this. If you have any feedback, uh, feel free to reach out to us, info at blazingguts.com. We'll see it, and we'll respond. We will talk to you guys next time. We're out.